found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Friday edition of Tidbits, the 24th day of February. You know, if my mathematics are correct, Matthew, yes, that means we've got four days left. Wow. In the month. I think you're right. Yeah. Hmm. This year, there's 28 days. I'll double check that. Yeah. If you could okay. text us. All right, thanks. Someone else do the math out there. If you could text us, let us know what you come up with. Okay. But we're pretty sure. 24th, four to go, I think. Yeah. I think I'm it right. Sounds, yeah, anyway, seems right. Yeah. So here we are, wrapping up the week. You know the guy in uh, California that won $2.04 billion? Yes. Well, a guy's claiming that that uh, winning Powerball ticket was stolen from him. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and he has now filed a lawsuit. The man says he bought his lottery ticket from Joe's Service Center. <laughs> In Altadena, California, November 7th, hmm. the day before the big $2.04 billion drawing, says man by the name of Reggie <laughs> stole the ticket from him the very same day he bought it. After the numbers were drawn, the man says he tried to get Reggie to return that ticket, hmm. which allegedly held the winning numbers, but Reggie said it wasn't a winner. <laughs> And if uh, found, he'd agree to give up half. The man says he refused to be blackmailed and reported the theft to the California Lottery and law enforcement. This month, Edwin Castro was named the winner and reportedly elected to collect the prize as a lump sum of $997.6 million. Now, his name isn't Reggie, okay? Yeah. The other fella says he submitted a claim to the California lottery claiming the ticket had been stolen and asking for an investigation before paying out those winnings. Hmm. He listed both Castro and Reggie (laughs) as two separate defendants. Yeah, man, it was some dude named Reggie. That's all I know. Okay. (laughs) He insinuated that they both might be liable for failing to hand over that cash, although the details are not clear in that lawsuit. Hmm. He's asking the court for damages and to be declared the winner of that historic $2.04 billion jackpot. Matthew, tell us what the lottery spokesperson said. (laughs) (coughs) A lottery spokesperson said... Uh, the California Lottery is not authorized to investigate criminal activity among its players. Such allegations are subject to investigation by local law enforcement. It should a local law enforcement agency investigate such allegations. Lottery's only role is to assist in the matter by answering questions and or providing evidence as allowed by under the law. Further, when it comes to the verifying process for big winners, California Lottery has the utmost confidence in its process for doing so. California Lottery remains confident that when Castro is the for winner of the $2.4 billion prize stemming from the Powerball drawing November of 2022. So that's what they say. They, we're, we're, we're out of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically washing their hands of the whole deal. It seems to me like it would be pretty easy to figure this out, right? Well, you'd think. You know, if, if, if you wanted to. Now, how legit this is, I you know, it doesn't sound real legit. No, okay? no. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I, guessing. I'm guessing all of this. Every transaction that you make when you buy a ticket is probably logged, timestamped. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. And verified. Yeah. So at the very least, they go back and look at the video recording. Oh, there's there's Edwin buying yeah. his ticket. There it matches go. the times. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Case over, you know. I would think if that were a necessity, yeah, that could be easily done. Unless Joe's uh, service center. Is that the uh, Joe's service center? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has fake cameras and there's nothing there. Well, okay. that, that's that's true. That could absolutely <laughs> you know so be a thing. You yeah. know, Joe just didn't have the money. Okay, yeah. he's got fake cameras. <laughs> now he's won a million. Maybe he'll put some in, or maybe Joe's now Bob Service Center. <laughs> <laughs> he got his million. He's out. Sold it. So I don't. I don't know. There's always something. See, that's just the beginnings of the headaches for Edwin. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's never going to. It kind of seems like if you're that dude, you're California is it's a it's a distant memory now. You're moving somewhere else. You've just about got to, don't you? Right? You know, it's. But poor Edwin Castro, he's just never going to have any rest. No. Gosh. And, I just can't uh, imagine. I, it's just unbelievable. I mean, so we'll see. Maybe we'll get a follow up to that. Maybe it'll be totally bunk and right. I, you know, right it now. seems to me like it, you know it would be pretty easy to either verify or give this guy some some credence. Yeah, special delivery. We do. We have a sl- come come in. Come on in. <laughs> now let me get this microphone here. Oh, well, look at that! I didn't know we were getting a special delivery. Okay, here we go. Get the mic on. Ladies and gentlemen, Clarence from You Know Pizza. Good, Clarence. Right. Good morning, gentlemen. Tidbit, Clarence. How we doing? Oh, doing well, boy. man. Hey, want to bring you over some DeRosier's Donuts. Oh. oh. Kind of trying to promote our Monday Donut Day over at You Know Pizza Shop. Mm. So, uh, brought you a few different varieties here. Thank you. And, so, uh, Monday Donut Day. What's this? How's this work? Okay. So, we brought in DeRosier's Donuts last Monday. We opened up at 5 a.m. Uh, we took pre-orders and also obviously walk-in traffic and uh, moved a lot of donuts and we said that was fun let's do it again okay very nice so we thought hey let's uh let you guys have some this morning taste them and see what you think okay uh, we're gonna do it again this monday starting at 5 a.m they can order on our facebook page pre-order forms on there that's the only way you're gonna make sure you get exactly what you want okay but otherwise, we do have extras for walk-in traffic, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy these. Thanks. Thanks. Are you doing? Are you doing coffee too, or just uh, coffee? Yeah, Black Dog Coffee uh, mm-hmm. brought some coffee over for us, and we're going to do it again this Monday. So, we have nice. coffee and donuts available, and uh, you can take them to go or sit down there in our big old restaurant and enjoy breakfast. That starts at five a.m. Five a.m. Very cool. All right. So, and we run till they're sold out. Of course, we're open for lunch, so you can grab a few on your way out the door. Nice. Nice. You guys have a great day. Appreciate it. I'm going back to bed. All All right. right. (laughs) See you, Clarence. All right. So, (laughs) you know, do you have that information over there? I do. Okay. I mean, in my other studio, I do. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, um, I plugged this uh, before we got into tidbits. So, it's, uh, you know, he timed it perfectly to bring them in. (laughs) But you want to pre-order to make sure you get what, if you want a dozen, pre-order a dozen. Sure. So, there you go. It says visit their Facebook page for more info. Mm-hmm. You can't beat a good fresh donut. And DeRosier's is uh, from the town over in Peru. Yeah, the great uh, town to the east. 
<laughs> the great town to the east. And um, we we had DeRozier's for the first time during the pandemic because they were one of the only people that were open doing anything. Is that right? And so we took a road trip and went over and, and you, you could walk up to their window. Okay. Order what you wanted. All right. And it was like a whole no-touch situation. Okay. And um, like you didn't go in the building. Everyone had mask on. You had to stay away. But it was... It was cool. So we got some derosiers one morning and slide sideways. Yes. Face down. Yes. <laughs> Don't look. Yeah. At the server. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like serving soup in New York City on Seinfeld. Yes. I'm referring yes. to that episode. No. So there you go. Thank you to Clarence. Yeah. Thanks, Clarence. All right. We'll uh, look for a partly sunny day today. High temperature only about 36. It's, uh, what a difference a day makes. It really does. It's crazy. Yesterday was 55. Uh, and it wasn't bad till the wind started wailing. Mm. Early on, I thought it was it, it was It was okay. Yeah, early. I was out and about, out and about, <laughs> uh, like two-ish. Okay. And it was starting to really wail at that yeah, point. Yeah. And you could feel the temperature drop. Yeah, and it was. I was getting annoyed. It was just brief. It was windy and cold. <laughs> God, I hate winter. I hate it so much. <laughs> It'll be cloudy tonight. I just, I just want warmth. Like, Middle-aged Matthew Paul. I hate it so much. <laughs> we'll uh, uh, look for clouds tonight, a low of 27. Should be sunny Saturday with a high of 44. Partly cloudy Saturday night, a low temperature of 30. Sunday should bring sunshine in 53. So see, it'll get better. It'll get better. Sunny in 53 on Sunday. That's mm, not bad. That's not bad. Then uh, Sunday night, rain, possible thunderstorms, breezy. <laughs> a low of 43. Then rain, possible thunderstorms Monday. It'll be windy. <laughs> and a high then of 61. What is going It seems like any time we have any decent temperature. It's, it's windy. Got, it's, it's super got, windy. You know, yeah. I mean, even if you were a kite flyer back in the day, you know, you saw a lot of kites. Kids had kites. Okay. <laughs> If you took them out in these conditions... They used to they, push little like, <laughs> wheels down the road, too. It was great fun for the children. <laughs> Perhaps you'd even build your own kite, okay? <laughs> but if you got them out in those conditions, they'd be ripped to shreds, Matt. Ripped to We'd shreds. We'd make a kite while Mom would go... <laughs> Mom would go pick it for suffrage. It was amazing. <laughs> It was an amazing time to be alive. <laughs> Paul just got finished with the back 40. And, uh, <clears throat> we made corn husk dolls and then built a kite. Yesterday, we hit a high temperature of 55. 24 is the morning low in current uh, temperature. Around the diamond marketplace is 23. Ed Kokomo, uh, Peru. I got is- a top for Christmas. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy Jenkins and I played jacks and then hit the old swimming hole. It's 25 in Rochester. And locally, we have Clear Skies 23 at the airport. Okay, we'll, we'll take a break. And we'll come back with more tidbits. This is Tidbits. Now, you and I had have had discussion in the past about donuts. Yeah. And your preference of a donut is what? 
So is I like eclair. Is that the the uh, the long skinny ones? Okay, I like those. Yeah, chocolate. Okay, chocolate. Um, pretty much anything cream filled. Okay, I'm yeah. good so with. So you like cream filled? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. I sure. am not a huge fan of cake donuts. Okay, not a huge fan of those. Right. So I'm more of a, a yeast guy. Okay. Glazed chocolate. Okay. Yeah. So, but if there's nothing but cake donuts, you would probably sacrifice. Or I may just say, you know what? Not right now. And then you look strong. You look okay. You look like you've got strong Look at that look. brave fat man turning down donuts. <laughs> what, what an inspiration he is. <laughs> Why, wow, they had a whole, a whole box full of donuts. He said no. <laughs> He's such strong-willed. He's... <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly trying to make himself better. <laughs> we uh, continue with tidbits. Here's another unruly passenger <laughs> on an American Airlines flight on its way to D.C. from Jacksonville. Had to divert to Raleigh, North Carolina due to that unruly passenger. Her name, Tiffany Michelle Miles of Washington, D.C., became irritated that her alcoholic beverage wasn't being served fast enough. (laughs) Air traffic control audio from cockpit revealed Miles was walking around the cabin and attempted to get inside the cockpit. You can't do that. The audio said, subject is currently on the loose in the cabin. (laughs) On the loose. She's... Uh, she's on the loose. She was charged with a misdemeanor for interfering with a flight crew and is bonded out of jail. She faces up to 20 years. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you can't mess around on a plane, man. You just can't. Just oh. get out, sit down, shut up. <laughs> don't mess with anything. <laughs> you suppose there's somebody with her? Stop it. Just sit, sit down. <laughs> shut up. Up to 20 years for that, throwing yeah. a fit. Well, the, the thing was trying to get into the cockpit. That's her, you know? Yeah. I never have had a... Do- and the people that have tried to open the door mid-flight. What's going on with you, okay? Yeah. It's just... I haven't flown for a while. The only the only weird thing that, I, I, that comes to mind that I've ever really experienced on a flight... Because most of the time it's people get it, they sit down, shut up, look forward, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe if you're sitting next to me, I'll strike up a conversation. <laughs> Only if you look nice. Right. As far as being, you know, you judge people. Those elderly teachers, retired oh, they were teachers. Great. They were great. We chatted with because well, they, they were, were pleasant. We were instant BFS. Yeah. It was great. Um, but, uh, but this one lady, we were flying back from, from Florida, and this one lady... <laughs> As soon, I mean, like as soon as the fastened seatbelt light went off or whatever, okay. she's just doing laps up and down the. Oh I mean, my. just like walking back and forth, walking back and forth, walking back and forth. So I don't know if she had like some sort of back condition, leg condition where yeah. she couldn't sit for long periods of time. I don't know, but just did it annoy you? Well, it was just like you know, after a while. You know, after a couple minutes, you're like, okay, 
chin stretch, whatever, okay. you know. But after like 20 minutes and then the light came on, sat back down, light went off, bam, back at it. Okay. And it's like, and, and as they were coming down serving drinks, she would walk to where they are, back, walk to where they are, back, back. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it's like it was weird. Man. I don't know. Were you on the aisle? Because that's the most annoying. Yes, I was. If yeah. your shoulder's sticking out, womp, womp. Right. Everybody's luggage going by you. Yes. Okay, because it's on their shoulder. Yeah. So you're getting slapped in the face or the shoulder with oh, their that's, luggage. Oh, that's the best thing. As soon as it lands, everybody's going to like stand up and like <laughs> hover over you. So you're like eye level with everyone's, you know, it's the best. It's like you never change from elementary school your thoughts as yeah. a person. Yeah. Because, you know, this was back in the day. Always told, don't run. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, take your time in single file. Yeah. Fire drills. Yeah. It was pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wait till the plane stops. It doesn't. They don't. No. <clears throat> so thanks for your experience, Matt. Yeah, hey, no problem. Here's a guy from New Jersey took a new pickup truck for a test drive and was arrested at a casino almost 40 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> Police say the 47-year-old man took a 2023 white GMC Sierra from a dealership and never came back. Wow. (laughs) The dealership called police, and a short time later, it was spotted by police. They attempted to stop the vehicle, but it didn't stop. They didn't pursue the vehicle any further, so they they thought it wasn't worth, you know. Police ended up finding the guy at a casino in the Atlantic City area. The truck was found in the casino's parking garage, and the fella was arrested inside, charged with third-degree unlawful taking of means of conveyance. (laughs) (laughs) Unlawful taking of means of conveyance. Wow. And second-degree eluding. Eluding. Wow. All right. That's a mouthful. So when I was in high school, when I was um, was in high school, my best friend Chad and I, (laughs) One of our favorite things to do was to go to a used car lot okay. and pretend that we were on our way to college and that mom and dad wanted to buy us a car. And they <laughs> sent us out to go, you know, try and pick something out. Because you got to remember, this is the 90s, okay? This okay. is like 92, 93. Okay. And this is back uh-huh. when, you know, if you went to a used car lot, you would say, hey, I want to test out whatever. And yep. they would just throw you the keys and, <laughs> all right, bring her back, you okay. know, and, and off you went. We did that all the time. No kidding. All the time. In fact, <laughs> that's how Chad learned how to drive a stick. No kidding. Dead serious. Because <laughs> we we we, uh, we went to this um, we went to this dealership. I want to say we we uh, we he had his eye on a Chevy Beretta. Okay. That was a five speed. Right. And um, never driven a stick before. He's like, but I think I know how to do it. I've seen it. I think I think I know how okay. to do it. All right. So we go and and we're like, yeah. Usually it was one of us, you know. Hey, I'm going to college next year. Mom and Dad sent me out. You know, this time it was his turn. Okay. He did the whole spiel. <laughs> his turn. And um, the uh, the uh, the salesman <laughs> was like, yeah, Chevy Red is a nice car, but blah, blah, great gas mileage. Give us the whole, you know, deal. And Chad's like, all right, do you mind if I take it out? <laughs> yeah, let me get the keys. And so he gets the keys, <laughs> then gets in with us. Oh. So Chad's never driven. You know how to drive a stick, right? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we're driving around, you know, down 31 Kokomo, and, and he did he did okay. He missed a few here and there, but yeah. it's like I'm in the backseat going, we're gonna get caught, we're gonna get caught, we're gonna. That <laughs> he did well enough that yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Especially if he did that for the very first time he ever yeah. drove one. Yeah. Because generally, if you the first time you kill it, so oh, it's times. it's yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, but he did okay. Did great. Well, that's, I remember one time, this was, you know, I was older and I was, um, remember my black convertible? Yes. When I went to go buy that, that I bought that here in town from a little lot. Yeah. And um, the dude that was selling it was like, you know, he could tell I liked it. He could tell I was interested. He's yeah. like, just take it out for the weekend. Just take no it out. kidding. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, just take it out for the weekend. Okay. <laughs> I had that happen years ago with a car that you keep it the whole weekend. And yeah. So I guess that used to be a thing, but I don't think that's happening I don't think that's much th- anymore. Yeah, I don't think you that's know. happening anymore. And in fact, I think most of the time, they, the guy who's dealing with you rides with you. Right. You know. All right. So well, before we end, this says that 7 in 10, so 70% of Americans would rather be buried in a cardboard box <laughs> than have their family overspend on a funeral. That's according to a new study of 2,000 Americans, 81% of whom reported giving at least some thought to what their memorial service will one day be like. Millennials, 26 to 40. Yeah. They're 61% more likely than baby boomers, 57 to 75, to have given moderate thought to what their own memorial service would be. Regardless of age, one in four have already given their own funeral a great deal of thought. Wow. It also finds that more Americans have helped to plan funerals than weddings, baby showers, or sweet 16s. Mm-hmm. 59% of all respondents want to actively participate in planning their own service, and 11% have already started. And they want a lot of people to be there. <laughs> Somewhere between 500 to 150 no, to 100 attendees on average. That's a big number of people. Almost twice as many preferring a massive ceremony to an intimate one. So they feel like that many people are going to come to their funeral. Yes. Celebrate the life. I've never, I've hated them. I, I just hate them. Really? I hate, I just hate it. I've been so anti-death, okay, <laughs> my entire life, Okay. <laughs> I don't love them. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, they're not like a fun experience, but I mean. I mean, I've, I've really been fortunate, and and this may sound terrible, but I'm telling you. Yeah. I've been very fortunate that a loved one of mine was not suffering and passing, that mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could be in there. Really? Now, I've not been tested. Sure. But, you know, it just seems that I, I, you know, watching someone take their last breath, blah, blah, I, mm. I just, and I think my grandmother frightened me of that, uh, you know, in my I've younger seen it, years. I've seen it many times. It was really. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. So your grandmother frightened you? Well, she, you know, she was just so, I don't know, anti-doctor, anti, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. And I guess I'm just, a, you know, it's I don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable with it. Sure. And, and, you know, I had one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, 
I, I'm not a person. Okay. And we're out of time. We are. I cannot reach in there and touch that person. Oh, okay. So, same. Okay. And that's 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 interesting you bring that up because, you know, my mom passed away right. this past September. Yes. We buried her in October. And um, uh, someday I'll, I'll tell the story of when she passed because it's, it's actually kind of cool. Okay. Um, but at her funeral, you know, I, I never patted her hand. I, I never, I, you know. I can't do that. And there's, there's a lot of older generation that say you have to really that that's that's part of the whole process of you have to to touch them wow you see and i i don't know it can't feel like they did you know what i mean right so i don't know anyway thanks for leaving me on a high note (laughs) boy i feel super. you're the one that read this story man (laughs) i feel super now matt (laughs) let's jump into the weekend baby So, do you have big plans for the weekend? Um, I, you know, I don't remember. Okay. I have to look at the calendar. I'm not even sure. So, do you keep stuff on a calendar, or do you keep it in your phone? Yeah, my yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I figured maybe you still have this big desk calendar. You've got. <laughs> no, we have one of those mounted on the side of a cabinet in the kitchen. Okay. So you still have paper backup. That's my wife. All right. But I told her whatever you put on there has to go into Google because okay. that's where I live. Okay. Have a good weekend. Hey, you too, buddy. See you next week. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.